Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, but I have a quick announcement before getting into these topics. YouTube channel officially hit 100 subscribers, which is amazing. Never thought I'd even see half of that, to be honest with you guys. I just released a short appreciation mix video for Shea Gilgis Alexander, and I left a link in the show notes for you guys to check it out, as he's been killing it this year, right? I'm sure you guys are already aware of that. He's going to make the all-star team. Uh, which is super deserving, and he's definitely deserving of that. Uh, But for today's episode, I finally have a trade and some rumors to discuss. This one being the Lakers trading for Rui Hachimura. A lot of mixed feelings from the world out there about it, but I'll give you guys everything you need to know to come to your own conclusion about it. And also, I pulled up the latest trade rumors that are really starting to come out now. So a little trade rumor check-in where I read a rumor and let you know whether I buy it or sell it. But let's get right into it. So we got a Laker trade. And hopefully not the last move that the Lakers make this season if they really hope to make changes that move the needle. So the trade was three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hachimura. On one side... Three second-round picks for a guy like Hachimura is a big price. Um, Giving up Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't really fit with the Lakers, is totally fine. And that makes sense. Some people argue that the three second-round picks are not a big deal. And to those of you that think like that, uh, I say you need to seek help and probably see either a psychiatrist or a psychologist or maybe both. Uh, You can't think of second-round picks as mainly guys that don't work out. Uh, You have to think of those three picks as three chances of getting a guy that can change things for your franchise, right? And at the very least, you can offer those unused picks as more pieces to throw in, right? To make a trade offer more enticing. So you give away three second rounders. It lets me know that the Lakers are now most likely going to give away the other two first round picks that they've been holding on to kind of to like just completely move in that direction right I don't see them kind of like halfway trading some picks here and then no we're gonna hold on to these for the future I feel like this is the first step right like the first domino um that that of a big of a big thing that's about to happen for these Lakers um that's just my feeling right but um I can't help but think about how giving away those three uh second round picks will affect their ability to negotiate other deals now because now it's about who they have to offer player-wise and those two first-round picks that they have. So giving away all of that for Hachimura is a bigger gamble than most people care to admit or maybe don't even think about, right? Like when I saw this trade, I immediately looked to see what Hachimura's contract was like because I'm thinking, okay, the Lakers are trading for Hachimura. What is... What is plan B, right? Like, let's say Hachimura doesn't work out, right? So I want to know how long they have to figure it out. So he's on the last year of his rookie deal, right? Which means he's going to enter restricted free agency. So the fact that they gave up three second rounders tells me that the Lakers are confident that they can re-sign him, right? The problem is if Rui doesn't work out this year, for the Lakers, and the Lakers don't match an offer from another team, like say another team is willing to kind of, uh, they, they see something in Rui Hachimura that maybe the Lakers don't, then the Lakers just gave away three second round picks for a half season rental of Rui Hachimura, which is 
disastrous activity, right? But on the other hand, you got to look at the bright side, right? Because in every trade, there's a bright side. Even if it doesn't end up happening, nobody makes a trade without optimism for a good outcome, right? I mean, that's just, that's just facts. But Hachimura would immediately be another reliable role player on the team, right? Defensively, he's average at best, but he does put up points, which is something the Lakers definitely need. Now, whether he comes off the bench or starts, he should be an instant contributor. People are always overhyping his ability to shoot, though. And while he's automatically going to be one of the better shooters on the Lakers, it doesn't mean he's elite in that sense, right? Like, for a career, he shoots 35% from three, right? Which is league average. He's been streaky, you know. But then you check some advanced stats, right? And this is what people hang their hats on. You know, you see 41% on catch-and-shoot threes, which is elite, right? Uh, Three-point shooting percentage. So... You can hang your hat on that. Uh, you know, this is what the Lakers are banking on, right? Being alongside LeBron and hopefully Anthony Davis, if he plays, these two attract the kind of attention that Hachimura has never benefited from in his NBA career. So it could potentially end up making Hachimura more productive and more efficient if he ends up taking advantage of having more skilled teammates in LeBron and AD. I just wonder, with this move being made, who else could be on the move for the Lakers, right? Like, is the quote-unquote happy with Russ thing that they keep preaching, is that just a smokescreen to make it seem like they value him and other teams should value him as well? Or do they just stick with Russ for the last year of his contract and then potentially letting him walk for nothing, right? At the end of the day, none of this even matters if Anthony Davis isn't playing games, right? So my grade for this trade is a B-minus, Okay, I've seen C's, I've seen A's, which is insane, right? To think Hachimura moves the needle. To me, an A trade is someone that moves the needle. Hachimura does not move the needle, okay? He is baby steps in, in, in solving some problems, but he doesn't move the needle, okay? Um, so Rui's a solid player. He brings a skill set the Lakers need, but it does come with the price of three second round picks along with the uncertainty of free agency, right? Restricted free agency, of course, you know, where a team can offer the Lakers hand, where a team can force the Lakers hand by offering more money than the Lakers are willing to pay. And like I said, they can end up losing Hachimura and the three picks just for a half season trade gamble. So it could, it could really look bad if this doesn't work. And so I want to talk about the latest trade rumors that are starting to surface, right? Like that was the end of my bit for this Hachimura trade. Uh, do I think it was a good trade? Yes, I gave it a B minus. A B minus, in my, in my estimation, it basically says, you know, you did a good job. Not an outstanding job. Not a great job. You did a good job, but it also has some serious potential to to really look like it was not the right decision. So that's why I'm flat on a B minus, right? I was hovering around B because you could kind of swing it so that, you know, maybe he's such a good contributor that that they do keep him and they, you know, they offer him whatever it is and then they they do keep him along for the ride for next year. Um but, you know, to me it's a B minus move because the risk of three second round picks could have been put into a different trade and you maybe get someone better than Rui Hachimura in a bigger trade, right? Um, but who knows, right? So I want to talk about the latest trade rumors that are starting to surface. So I pulled the Bleacher Report 
they have a current list that I can tell you whether I'm going to buy or sell uh, what, their, what their trade situation is. So rumor one, the Phoenix Suns-Jay Crowder situation will be over by the trade deadline, right? Meaning they're going to trade him, right? That's what, that's what the rumor is. So in order for me to make a, you know, my best guess, I have to do some research, right? So I wanted to look at uh, Jay Crowder's contract, right? He's on the final year of his deal. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So unless Phoenix wants to keep him, just to slap him in the face, right, and waste this year for him because of the whole situation with him, right, like not wanting, just not being happy with losing his starting role or whatever the rumors are, um, you know, I guess they can do that to him, but it would be dumb to let him leave for nothing, especially how how um, how rough this season's been. They could really use some juice, right, from a trade if they can get something for Jay Crowder. So, you know, probably the easiest buy or sell that I'll do here, and I'm going to buy this one. Okay, I do think I do think that Jay Crowder's gone, right? By the trade dead, by the trade deadline. Uh, rumor number two: Utah Jazz will start moving in the rebuild direction, meaning trades are going to be made by this deadline. Uh, looking at the standings, they're twenty-five and twenty-five, which is impressive to even think about, considering where everyone, including me, had them projected before the season started, right? But I think it's safe to say, uh, you know, this is as far as their core will probably get as it stands, right? As it looks right now, a play-in seed, right? Which is a major accomplishment in itself. No one thought that this team was going to be where they're at right now. Uh, I'm going to buy this. I think that we're due for an active trade wave with Danny Ainge. And not only that, but also taking into account what just makes sense, right? Like Jordan Clarkson has a lot of value that teams are looking for. Uh, you know, to get some scoring, whether it's off the bench or as a starter. And he has a player option he can opt out of to become a free agent also. So the Jazz would have to worry about paying him versus just moving him while his value is as high as it is right now. Not just Clarkson, but, you know, you're thinking about Mike Conley or a Malik Beasley. I mean, they have the opportunity to keep stacking picks. And I think that's something that a team like the Jazz, especially Danny Ainge, value very highly you know, especially being a franchise that free agents don't run to, right? Like these teams, like the Jazz, the maybe the even the Milwaukee Bucks or like the Cavs, you know, maybe not the Cavs now, obviously. Now they're 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 relevant now, right, in the Eastern Conference. So easier sell for free agents to want to go there. But I'm talking about, you know, like a team like the Jazz, a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, OKC even, um, you know, teams like that that don't have that that popularity for a free agent to go to, right? Those teams, they have to draft well, they have to develop their players, or they have to swing big trades, right? Or overpay guys, right? That's like, that's basically the game. And so that's why I think that trades are coming for sure um, by this trade deadline. So I'm going to buy this one. Uh, Rumor number three, Minnesota will trade D'Angelo Russell. Now, D'Angelo Russell's in a very weird situation, because we know he can score, we know he can pass, we also know he's an awful defender, and we also know he's inconsistent. (laughs) Nonetheless, he's on the last year of his deal, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, which also means Minnesota could lose him for nothing. So they could end up in a situation where they're overpaying D'Angelo, overpaying Gobert, overpaying Carl Anthony Towns, and by the way, 
Anthony Edwards isn't going to be cheap for too long, right? So it's a lot of money that's going to have to be spent if they don't move this guy, right? Or or if they don't move, you know, Carl Anthony Towns or whoever they decide to trade, right? But this one is about D'Angelo Russell and whether I buy or sell that he's going to be traded. Now, I'm going to buy that he gets traded. He's just a weird fit on this team, and I'd be shocked to see Minnesota gamble on his free agency, right? Like, I don't know that D'Angelo Russell's happy there. You know, just something that I that I don't really... And it's crazy that we've seen so much movement in his career. You know, this was a guy obviously drafted to the Lakers. I was super hyped to see him come to the Lakers uh, when he was drafted. You know, pass, really just a great playmaker in college. Uh, we knew he could score as well. Uh, we knew the defense might have been a question. Um, you know, immature, I guess, you know, that happens, um, but they grow, right? Um, but I don't know, you know, it's crazy, you know, he was on the Lakers, you know, and then, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, and then you see him on the Warriors, and then now you see him in Minnesota. So it's like he's been all over the place, and it's like, it's the kind of career that we've seen a lot of the times where it's like, you know, the player has skills, but it just never plays out the way you want it to play out right like it's he's just it's just a weird one and it's hard to even think you know he is still very young so obviously his value is still relevant enough to have rumors for trades Um, and obviously you can definitely get something for him and teams can still be happy to get a guy like that, uh, especially a guy that can shoot and pass. I mean, that those those two things are very handy, especially at his age. You know, he's still within a good window, right? I think he's like 26 years old. Uh, let me look up how old D'Angelo Russell is. Yeah, 26 years old. He'll be 27 February 20, 23rd. So, you know, still young, right? Um, but, you know, you have to wonder, you know, what what is he... Where is he going to end up? What team is interested in him? You know, it's interesting, right? Like, I would actually, you know, I don't know how this would work, right? This is just a random hypothetical. Um, I would like to see him on the Orlando Magic, you know, just like a flashy passer, someone that can stretch the floor, right? He can definitely shoot better than Cole Anthony. He can shoot better than Markel Fultz. I think that he, he can play off the ball. You know, as consi- as inconsistent as he can be, I do think that he brings a lot that the Orlando Magic could get a lot for, right? Like, you know, obviously it's a big pay, right? It's a big check they would have to cut to this guy, um, and it would be a gamble considering he becomes a free agent. But, you know, who knows, right? Maybe maybe you're playing alongside Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. and Bobo, and you strike lightning, right? You find lightning in a bottle, right? And maybe D'Angelo Russell likes playing around these guys, right? They make his job easier. They can hide him defensively because they have a lot of size on that team. You know, just a random idea, you know? I'm not saying that that the money matches I don't even know what the money situation how it would work and who the who the magic would have to throw in in that trade um it's just a random thought that I had in my head I would I would actually I think that that would be a really good fit for D'Angelo Russell and the magic um I just don't know (laughs) what you know what what Minnesota would be asking for right maybe they ask for so much that nobody trades for D'Angelo Russell but I am gonna buy that Russell gets traded um, I want to move on to the next one. Rumor number four, Charlotte Hornets move Gordon Hayward. <laughs> right, he's played in 22 games, no surprise. 
never plays, he's never healthy, he's highly paid, and he's past his prime, right? He's 32 years old, and he's going to be making $30 million plus next year, which is the last year of his contract. So not thinking too hard about this one, I would sell this one, and I don't think that, I just don't see what team is willing to trade for him unless the Hornets give away more in this trade, like if they throw in more stuff, which I feel like would be a mistake for the Hornets, right? He's not a total detriment. It's not like it's not like the Hornets are are dying to open up some cap space, right? Like, like realistically, I don't think anyone's really wanting, no one's really wanting to go to the Hornets. They're a mess right now. I don't see the direction. And so I think that you would have to just, you know, put Gordon Hayward out there, let teams know he's available. But if you can't trade him alone, um, I just don't think you make the move. I think you're just going to have to either sell low or or just keep him, you know? Hold that L. You know, when he is out there, he does score the ball, right? He plays off the ball. He's not a ball hog. He can fit well, you know, alongside a lot of different um, compositions, right? Like different teams, different players. He's just a good fit. Wherever you put him, he seems to figure it out. Um, but he's just never healthy, and he's overpaid, and... And he, you know, he's he's on the older side now, right? He's no longer in his prime, I would say. Um, and all these injuries, right? I mean, like, it's just teams have to take that into account, and they do, you know? So I'm going to sell that, right? I just don't think that teams are are interested in Gordon Hayward. Um, if he was making less, yeah, you know, this would be pretty tradable. But, man, it's just too risky, right? And who knows what the Hornets would be asking for. For a guy that doesn't even play and, you know, a guy that's just always an injury risk and a guy that's has a big, big deal, you know, just a, a big contract, right? Just very hard to sell. And so, yeah, I just don't buy it. I don't think that they're going to be able to move him uh, in this uh, on this trade deadline. So last rumor that I read and I was very interested to see it. Um, but I wasn't that surprised. So according to Mark Stein, right, this is the quote, Phoenix has started to assess their future without Chris Paul, right? So Suns have interest in Terry Rozier, Emmanuel Quickly, which is one of my favorites on the Knicks, and Fred Van Vliet. It makes sense to me, being that the Suns have been awful and unable to stay healthy. Uh, they don't look happy together. The tension is all over the place. Uh, but Chris Paul's under contract for two more years, right? Which would make him an unrestricted free agent at 40 years old, right? So he looks like, and he has looked like, a shell of himself, right? Still a solid player, right? In terms of doing the right things, just doing Chris Paul things, right? Scoring, passing, but it's not at the level that it's been. And it's not a coincidence. It's not surprising. I mean, he's 37 years old now, right? He's played a ton of basketball. So do I buy that Chris Paul will be traded? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm selling this rumor and it's because I feel like the Suns, if they can get everyone, I, I feel like they think that if they can get everyone healthy and playing consistently together, that they can make a run, especially in a season this year where there's no clear cut favorite. Like there might be some higher chances right that you would put on some other teams but there's no clear-cut favorite this season and with that being said you know the Suns are on a three-game win streak they climb back up to the seventh seed as of right now what I'm looking at on these standings so I don't see the panic button being pressed this year 
Uh, but ask me again next season, and I'd most likely give you a different answer. But right now, I just feel like, you know, with the Jay Crowder trade circulating, right? Like, the, they kind of want to get something for him to help bolster the roster. I just think this team needs new life, and maybe this trade makes it happen. Maybe guys not getting hurt, right? Staying healthy and playing out the rest of the season consistently. I think that they have reason to believe that they shouldn't trade Chris Paul. You know, next year, maybe they can do it, right? Like, that's, you know, that's always something they can bank on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very tough... This season has been really hard to predict, right? And we're approaching, right like the halfway point in this season, all-star games around the corner. Uh, obviously the trade deadlines around the corner. Like I've said on a couple of these episodes, we haven't really heard any crazy stuff. Um, this has been a relatively quiet, uh, trade, uh, rumor timeline, right? More than ever in recent memory. I feel like last year's trade deadline was pretty wild. Um, this one's been pretty quiet, right? With, with some of these moves kind of like, not being like game changing moves. Um, so I'm interested to see if, if there is some sort of crazy uh, big splash trade that we're, that we're not even hearing about and it's going to happen. And I feel like a lot of times when we get a lot of talking and a lot of rumors and a lot of things, nothing happens. And then when, when it's really quiet and the waters are, 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 you know, calm, we get some crazy big trade that no one saw coming, right? And I have a strange feeling that this, you know, relatively quiet trade deadline is uh, is a little bit of a red flag, right? Uh, just how quiet things have been. I think something big is in the works. Um, and I think we're going to be surprised by the trade deadline. And I certainly hope so. Uh, just for just for interest and and for more uh, more discussions, right? More topics for the pod. Um, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, this is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.